previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Howlet hands with crumpets. I got I got a good feeling about Smoth. And Heston is on the toilet with the mushroom. Our French whore, Jamie. Work your magic. Oh fuck. Oh not again. <laughs> and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a gaggle of geographically diverse chums come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. My name is Jamie, and I once constructed an entire fictional language in five minutes to get out of a speeding ticket on the basis of diplomatic immunity. And I don't know what exactly that language is, but it sounds a lot like... Which is very close to Welsh. So I kind of... It's got a few more vowels, I think, there, mate. (laughs) Might have just had something stuck in my throat at the time. And locked in with me today are, I did have a trio of, of trusses, but we got more than that now. We have a quartet of quizzical questers. Oh, very good. Oh, hello, I'm first. Hello, I'm Mike. And I forgot to think of a fun fact of nonsense. So uh, I'm Mike, and the reason I do podcasts and not YouTube is because I have thumbs for eyes. <laughs> I mean, that that's going to get you subscribers, surely. Um, yeah, I mean, also really good on Mario Party. Like, just <laughs> super good. Sometimes that extra thumb is the thing that makes the difference. Mike, why are you headbutting the controller? I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> Power! <laughs> but press, pressing the wrong buttons. Can't see. Because it turns out, thumbs, terrible photoreceptors. <laughs> so my name's Mari. Hi, everyone. And my fun fact is I have 100% completed Microsoft Excel. So every single box I've put fucking in. <laughs> You've reached Nothing the end. Done it. What, what do you get? Is it just like a little game over sign? Um, I got death threats from Microsoft. Uh, they weren't very happy because no one was ever meant to do that. <laughs> What's this letter from B. Gates? No, that's, that's too obvious. Let's call him Bill G. Just <laughs> a cease and desist or I will seek and destroy. That's one. Oh God, what if that's how you unlock Excel 2? Like it's I'm just not ex- at liberty to discuss Excel 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Office 365 happened. Somebody completed Excel 364 times. Hello, uh, I'm Alice. I'm the owl part of Escaping the Closet, and um, I am a semi-professional laser quest player. I got banned from Quasar in the in the past, so that is who I am. <laughs> what I do in my spare time. I mean, what did you do to get banned? I mean, when you're semi-professional, you are ruthless, and Quasar is frequented by mostly people who are under the age of 16, so... <laughs> <laughs> Some players just need to get a beat down to learn the life lessons. I mean, it's it's a ruthless sport, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, these laser packs don't detect curb stomping as a, a legitimate point score. It was meant to be capture the flag, not wedgie a teenager and stick them on a flagpole. <laughs> okay, so all's fair in love and war, that's fine. Hi, um, I'm Ash, uh, the Ash part of Escaping the Closet, um, and I was pulling such extraordinary faces at Alice revealing that fact because I dethroned her from Laser Quest. <laughs> I am full scale pro at Laser Quest. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you also did capture the flag via wedgies, just you weren't caught doing so. I was all above board. <laughs> no no bad practice from me. I mean, what, what would count as a performance-enhancing drug for Quasar? Was it like, <laughs> like a chocolate-flavoured milkshake or something like that? Yeah, slush puppy, I think. Oh, perfect, Ash, yeah. Anything that's blue-flavoured. <laughs> blue blue colour, yeah. Could you give us a brief minute on who you are, what you do, and where people can find you? 
So collectively, we are we all all three of us write for the escape room app, but we also play a lot of escape rooms together as uh, Team Escape in the Closet, as uh, Alan Ash just mentioned. So yeah, journalist enthusiasts, and well, myself, I design a little bit as well. Nice. And where can folk find you? TheEscaperoomer.com is where we review and write about all kinds of escape room shenanigans, but also escaping the closet on Instagram as well. Superb. Everyone, go click the links and check them out. They'll be in the show notes and tell them that the Infinite Escape Room says hi. This episode of the Infinite Escape Room is sponsored by the Bullets for Broncos campaign, the Milton subdivision of the Donkey Sanctuary. <laughs> a monthly subscription lets you sponsor a donkey and see how we upgrade their arsenal to make them a bucking, bring one-ass army. You'll get fantastic perks such as training videos, half-chewed postcards, bullet-ridden training videos, and even the odd poo in a box. Subscribe now and get the Bullets for Broncos charity calendar, where you'll see your sponsored donkey in a variety of disguises, including raising the flag at Hee Haw Jima, William the Conqueror at the Battle of Astings, and see him lead the pride of the English Navy in Mule Britannia. Visit yeehawheehaw.com slash infinite for 10% off your first sponsorship subscription. That was that was wonderful and awful in equal measure. And also, I genuinely thought you were going with the Canada thing. It was just going to be a variety of donkeys and sexy poses. I did consider the donkey nude calendar, but I thought we might, might you know, might rile some folk up the wrong way. However, arming the donkey sanctuary is totally above board. <laughs> Maybe hired these donkeys, like if I'd got a small mission for them to complete. I think. Like coins are perhaps. I mean, that, that's for our top tier subscri- subscribers. But either if way, you, I, I, he seems like if you have a job and nobody else can do it and you have a carrot and a little beach hat, then maybe you can hire the detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that means that the, the B.A. Baracus character is going to be called Mr. D. And that's a different podcast oh. entirely. That's Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I don't want to Google the DT <laughs> in case it's already a thing. <laughs> Uh, also this podcast wouldn't be possible if not for the love and support of our wonderful army of patrons you keep us off the streets and on the air and this week's episode is brought to you by Jay Cameron Cooper Ryan Sparrow Richard Leggett Colin Walker Tonya Beta-Halverson and Maggie B thanks very much to all of you we love you so very much you are the best and dear listeners, for as little as £1 a month, you can join their ranks in support of our little corner of the internet. Head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room, where you can unlock bonus material and other perks that we don't show to the riffraff. So here's how the show works. Every week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, a Mobius curve of puzzles, scenarios and possibilities, seamlessly linking to one another in an endless escape experience. I'll be presenting the puzzles this week, while Mike, Mary, Ash, and Al will try to solve them. And if they don't manage them in the time given to them, then dire consequences shall befall them. And of course, escaping is thirsty work, so after each puzzle, we take a step halfway off infinity into the puberverse. We will find a cosy boozer for a pint and a little chat. So, that's the premise. Are you ready, folks? Yes. yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time. After assisting a troop of diminutive museum figurines in thwarting the diabolical gastronomic plans of Heston fucking Blumenthal, bringing to life a life-size Batman statue in order to administer the mother-of-all beatdowns onto Heston's hairless bonce, you clambered into the gastro-twat's bag of ingredients. You tip over the precipice and tumble into the darkness of the bag, going down, 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 much further than you'd have expected. The darkness becomes all-consuming, and you can barely see one another in the inky black nothing. 
After free-falling for what seems like forever, you spot a light beneath you that's slowly growing in size. And as you get closer, you see that it's not just a light, but a gaping, buck-toothed maw lined with razor-sharp teeth, and you're headed straight for it. You enter the gargantuan orifice and slide down a long, gangrenous tongue like a water slide that's been closed for decades after years of blatant health and safety violations and land with a soft thud. There's an acrid, acidic smell in the air and your feet slip on some putrefied, half-digested carrot. Suddenly, you hear a chorus of voices boom out all around you. The sacrifices have arrived. Our ritual shall begin. All hail to he who hops in grass, for he shall live again. As you hear this, you feel a slow, rhythmic beating coming from the walls all around you. Almost like a heartbeat. Exactly like a heartbeat. And you realize that you're inside a giant stomach. But not just any stomach. You're inside the corpse of Gavin the Rabbit, the demonic bunny you defeated three years ago on this very podcast. Almost three years to the day. The chants begin again. In three days hence he shall arise. The egg will see his birth. Born in the heart of that which was dead. And then dominate the earth. Quickly getting your bearings, you can see the trapdoor to the gullet you just came from, a pile of half-digested debris in one corner of the stomach, and a series of tapestries pinned to the upper walls of the stomach lining. It appears you have three days to enter Gavin's heart and retrieve the egg before, much like the biblical Jesus, he will rise from the dead and wreak havoc upon the earth for millennia to come. <laughs> and... Because the lifespan of a rabbit is so much shorter than a human's, three days translates into roughly 30 minutes. Your time starts now. What would you like to do? It's like an episode of the Magic School Bus, you know, when they go inside the... uh... (laughs) Just infinitely more horrific. (laughs) (laughs) If the Magic School Bus was written by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. (laughs) Just think about the tapestries. Yeah, tapestries. Let's go for those. Certainly. There are three tapestries pinned to the stomach lining and a gap where it appears a fourth tapestry should have been. Going left to right, each of them says, Hail to him who ate the holy carrot at sunrise. Hail to him who won the battle of the old gods at sunset. Hail to him, our tender and loving overlord at midnight. It's like a really creepy version of Only Connect. (laughs) (laughs) As if Only Connect wasn't creepy enough. (laughs) Hmm. Sunrise, sunset, midnight. What else is in the room? You said a trap door and tapestries. And is there anything else in the in the gullet of this creature? Uh, so there's the trap door of the gullet you came in from, uh, the tapestries, and then a pile of debris in the corner of the stomach. Can we go and rummage through the debris, please? You can. Uh, so you give it a go all rummage, and uh, in the debris you find several years' worth of decayed vegetable matter, uh, a slightly chewed up staple gun, a discarded white robe, a large sledgehammer with a partly dissolved handle, uh, and a broken torn up tapestry, which reads, Hail to him who foretold of his resurrection at midday. We hang the tapestry up, but I think maybe not in, in a specific order, right? Uh, yeah, you can, you can try and hang it up. There's a little hook or pin such as it is, so you can put it up there. Um, can we pin it between sunrise and sunset? Uh, yes, so you have uh, in order... Hail to him who ate the holy carrot at sunrise. Hail to him who foretold of his resurrection at midday. Hail to him who won the battle of the old gods at sunset. And hail to him, our tender and loving overlord, at midnight. 
Four tapestries looking lovely on the inside of this giant rabbit's stomach. Hmm. We've got a hammer. But white robes as well. Should we? Can we put the white robes on? Uh, you can. They are covered in, in viscera and ichor. Uh, they've been there a couple of years, but I think they were the year from the last time uh, you were in this, in this stomach. Uh, but you put them on and they look rather fetching. It's like a really weird spa day for you all. <laughs> the nice acidic stomach smell going on it is it's got a it's pungent it's a, it's ex- exfoliated because you feel the skin start to peel off you if you've ever been to rotherham but this is what a spa day in rotherham would be like <laughs> <laughs> glasgow has the glasgow kiss rotherham has the rotherham spa day. <laughs> slowly dissolved in the gullet of a sarlacc <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to do something with the hammer, but I don't know what we can do. Hammer something. Yes, it is a, it's a large sledgehammer, so it's not your oh. typical garden variety DIY hammer. Hmm. Can we, like, sledgehammer the trap door? Uh, you can certainly try. So you go to the gullet door, uh, but the trap door is closed shut. And there is some raised scar tissue on the trapdoor in the shape of a flower. So you see uh, a central circle with a bloody handprint on it, surrounded by 12 petal shapes. Hmm. So what, like a clock? Like a... Okay. So we have these sunrise, sunset things and relative times of day and then 12 petal shapes. Uh, you do try and give the, the trapdoor an almighty thwack, but because the gullet trapdoor is made of a soft tissue, it just sort of bounces and, and reforms itself. It's not a hard enough substance to shatter. Lovely. We will need to bonk something, though, at some stage, presumably. Steady. steady. Yeah, hmm. we've been giving it for a reason. Keep hold of it. Put it in our white robe pocket, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you sort of put it down down your back, like it's a, oh, yeah. like it's a sword. <laughs> so the petal shapes, can we, like, press them, or are they just for, like, looking at... Uh, you can, yeah. So you press a bunch of petals, and as you do, um, each petal lights up. Um, and then one, you press four petals, and they light up. But when you press the fifth petal, they all go dark okay. again. So ah. can we try like an order of like sunrise, midday? I can't remember the other ones. Um, Sunset, midnight, I think. Yeah. So sunrise. So that would be like three o'clock, the east. Okay. So you press the three, and it lights up. Sunrise isn't at three o'clock. No, no, no. I was thinking yeah. the sun rises in the east. That was my logic. Uh, uh, that's smart. Everyone else grinned. Maybe we should reconsider the time of sunrise to not being 3 p.m. Um, sunrise is like 7 a.m., right? So maybe we can like yes. hit the 7 a.m. button, the like 12-ish button, sunset. Mm. I've been out of the UK. What time is sunset, guys? (laughs) (laughs) 1pm. Yeah, honestly. That's 7.30. We're on daylight savings now. The clock's gone forward because the farmers refused to get up an hour earlier. (laughs) Yeah. So we could try... What is... Oh, go on. No, no, no. I... You know what I'm like with times currently. Please, someone else take over. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, like, they seem quite evenly spaced, these four events. So what if we just kind of go for, like, 12, 3, 6, 9, and hope for the best? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you do 3, 6, 9, 12. Uh, nothing happens. What about 3, 12, 9, 6? Uh, you do 3, 12, 9, 6. 
but nothing happens. Uh, hmm. You are on the right track with the, the tapestries. However, the, 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 the times of day are merely an order, not for the actual um, numbers. Uh, Could you read the tapestry scripts again, please? Certainly. Uh, so a left to right, uh, now that you've put the fourth one up, it says, Hail to him who ate the holy oh, carrot at sunrise. Uh-huh. Oh, you Hail to him who foretold of his resurrection at midday. Hail to him who won the battle of the old gods at sunset. Hail to him, our tender and loving overlord at midnight. So hail to him who ate, ate. Yeah. So we've got an eight, a four, a one. And can you just repeat the bit about the tender? The only word I can remember from that is the tender loving. So uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hail, hail to him, our tender and loving overlord at midnight. Two. Oh, ten. Ten. Tender. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> So would the one eight four one ten? Yes, I think you're onto something, Ash. Okay. Um. So you press uh eight four one ten on the uh, gullet petals, and as you do, each petal lights up, and then it flashes green, and the gullet door swings open to reveal an upward climb towards the mouth. And as you start to climb, stuck inside uh the trap door is a little note that reads. The pulsating emerald heart shall set him free. You climb up and you are now in the mouth of the rabbit. The mouth is now closed um, for when you came in. Uh, and now that you're close enough to the inside of the mouth, you can see that the teeth um, are razor sharp and you came this close to becoming a human shish kebab. You notice as well, um, by the trap door, there's also a little lever near the gullet that you came out of. Can, can we pull the lever? Pull the lever, crunk. Pull the lever, crunk. Pull the lever, crunk. So you go to pull the, hand, the lever, but it appears that the handle of the lever has snapped off. Uh, but you do notice that there is a sign pointing left that says esophagus and one pointing right that says trachea, just above the lever. If the handle's snapped off, is it the same? Could we perhaps use our sledgehammer? The sledgehammer handle is not is too wide for like the lever mechanism. Yeah, it's quite a sort of a long, thin... I was thinking more to whack it out of frustration, but I guess, yeah, that would have been a more sensible... Uh, yeah, you yeah. Give, it, give it a whack and it just sort of... It looks at you aggressively, which is weird for an inanimate object to do. Gotcha. <laughs> is there anything else in this room? Um, other than the, the trapdoor, all you've got are the, the teeth of the rabbit itself. Should we go and examine those teeth? The sharp, sharp teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a close look at the teeth. So most of the teeth, weirdly for a rabbit, come to these really sharp points. Um, and you've got the two incisors at the front that have just continued to grow beyond death, becoming so long that they're almost piercing the flesh of the tongue beneath. So it's like pointy, 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 really long incisors. I like maybe we should pick one of those roots, esophagus or trachea, find something else that way. Uh, the, uh, it appears that those, that sign is above the trapdoor itself. Um, oh, so we, we've come up esophagus. We must have come up esophagus. Yeah. Um, Oh. It, it appears that the lever um, will oh. open to the trachea, so much like a, a windpipe gullet situation. How many teeth are there? Uh, many. Uh, lots and lots of teeth on the other uh, razor sharp ones, but then two long, thin incisors. Can we sledgehammer the incisors? Would that be helpful? Smash them up. You- you certainly can. I don't know why. Yeah. That's the um, so tiny shop. It's a you sort of plant your feet into the soft tongue and try and get your bearings as much as you can. Take a huge swing of the sledgehammer against the incisors, and it splinters, just raining down shards of enamel down on you. Um, and those two front buck teeth have now broken into long, thin splinters. Ah, handle. Yeah. Ah, 
Can we can we take a, a piece of shattered tooth, please, you Jamie? Are bad. <laughs> <That's> shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you pull the shard of the incisor um, into the lever and then pull it. The trap door to the gullet closes up and then swings open in the other direction, relieving um, revealing a shorter drop. Let's do it. Jump down. Drop down. <laughs> uh, straight down. Certainly. Um, as you slide down the windpipe, uh, another torn piece of parchment slaps you in the face, all wet with ichor. Um, and as you peel it off your face, you read the words, the bands shall unbind him from these earthly shackles. These cultists have been busy. Uh, so as you go down, you land in a large, airy cavern. And after a few seconds of steadying your feet, you feel the walls, floor and ceiling expand slowly before contracting again. And with each contraction, you feel a rush of air leave the room. Uh, above one wall is a sign etched into the tissue. Um, on the floor uh, are four sort of bronchioles that look like organic electric cables. And surrounding you on the walls, you can see um, a bunch of notches carved into the tissue. <laughs> can we investigate those uh, grooves in the wall? Uh, yeah, so there are notches all throughout the walls. Uh, they look a little sort of like microphone jackpots. Uh, each one has a picture of a different organ above it. Uh, it's coloured either, either red or blue. So you've got brains, uh, stomachs, intestines, livers, hearts, lungs. Other organs are available when I can think of them. <laughs> Buns, um, what faces. are some examples of like red ones versus blue ones? Um, it seems to be that there is a red and blue pair for every organ, as far as you can tell. Hmm... I think some other organs, eyes, ears, fingernails, I don't know. <laughs> Skin, is not Skin, yeah. yes. That's a good pop quiz answer, that one. Um, so how many wires have we got? Um, so you you pick them, pick them. It appeared to be um, just a mess of them. Just um, a mess maybe like a half a dozen. Um, and as you pick up one of the cables, the bronchioles, you can see that both ends are detached and loose. Um, each cable seems to have red blood vessels wrapped around the one end with the word to written on it. Um, blue blood vessels wrapped around the other end with the word from on it. Hmm, okay. So we've got the organ things that we can plug them into and... I assume we need to put the other side into somewhere else. Is there anything else in the room, Jamie? Um, uh, apart from the things you've already explored, there is yeah. a sign above the one, uh, one wall that's sort of carved into the tissue. Uh, the sign reads, Welcome to the Aeoli Expressway. To activate, create a circuit of blood to power, then to your destination, then return to the lungs for reoxygenation. Hello there, listeners. It's editing Jamie here. You may have just noticed me using the words Aeoli Expressway. Of course, I meant the words Alveoli Expressway. Alveoli being the little air sacs at the end of the bronchioles that exchange oxygen into and from the blood as it goes around the circulatory system. I did not mean Aeoli, which is, of course, some sort of garlic oil mayonnaise. Uh, combination which would not be appropriate in your lungs uh, I imagine you have quite a bad time if that were the case uh, yeah I doubled down on this later and I insist that it is aioli I can only blame a severe lack of caffeine for my little brain fart thank you do we have a specific destination in mind other than escape like because it says the emerald heart I feel like maybe we should head towards the heart unless anyone mm. Yeah, so hearkening back to the chants earlier, uh, the, the egg that you must find and retrieve to stop Gavin being resurrected is within the heart of the corpse. Nice. So we need to get to the heart. Aioli, isn't that the garlic mayonnaise stuff? No, but also yes. <laughs> um, okay. It's also the, well, we'll discuss this later, but it's also the end of the bronchioles that helps transfer oh. um, stuff Ooh. from the lungs to the bloodstream. 
10 out of 10 for confidence there, Jay, but minus several million for actual intelligence. Do you reckon that's where they got the idea for the name of the strange mayonnaise? Potentially. Hmm. I'm not sure how, but I will say yes. That's my head cannon now. That's all I'm going to think of when I'm eating that now. Mm. Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so if our destination is the heart, the source of power, so we want to plug to power gone. We want to plug that thing into the heart, the two. Oh, I mean the from? No, I'm not sure. Two to heart and from yeah. from power. But where's our power? How do you power yourself? What are the other organs that we've got? Um, so you got heart, lungs, liver, stomach, brain, intestines. Does the stomach yeah. power? Because you eat food and then you uh, yeah. keep doing. Let's try it. Can we plug from from, from the stomach and to, to heart? Uh, so you plug in from stomach uh, to heart. Um, nothing uh, seems oh, to happen as you plug in. We're in the lungs, aren't we? So do we go from the lungs to the heart and plug it in like from lungs to heart if it's an express way? That could work. Uh, yeah, so you plug it uh, in uh, from the lungs uh, to the heart. Nothing seems to happen when you plug in uh, that one cable. But then one we need cable. to go back. We need to return to the lungs for reoxygenation. So we need to also do a from heart to lung. Oh, a circuit, yes. Ah. Okay, um, so you then plug in um, from the heart back to the lungs. You get those two cables in. Nothing uh happens uh you are missing one extra step is, is it like siphoning fuel do we need to give it like a little puff to start just like a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> try not to eat too much lung juice slash aioli in the oh. interim <laughs> uh you you start to blow into the jumper cables and plug them back in but that doesn't seem to quite do the trick i'm, I'm all out of ideas it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> i've exhausted my biological support unfortunately it's a rabbit cops not a nintendo cartridge <laughs> it's power to destination and then to lungs so a circuit from that so maybe we need to start somewhere different then to do to power i think we've got more cables don't we because there's a whole mass of cables so we could technically do more than just the two we could do some more i don't know yeah you can plug in as, as many next? as you want like a magical organic switchboard <laughs> what about um, brain that's kind of like brain. All I can think is brain power. So, are you thinking doing two brain or from brain? Well, yeah, why, yeah. Why don't we do a two and a from to the brain as well, and then I mean, a two and a from from the stomach as well? Let's just wire everything to the heart. Yes, the let's two wire and from. everything. Yes. So, yeah, wire each get a set of cables. Cabioli, cabioli from each organ to and from the heart. You only see one red and one blue for each organ so you wouldn't be able to connect everything into the heart um, um that wouldn't make a circuit um either that would just be trying to divert things back and forth from the same thing i wasn't very good at technology either <laughs> um yeah we want to go to the heart and we're in the lungs and we need power mm -hmm. so it's got to be to and from well it says go to destination then return so I feel like it's got to go into heart and then back to lungs, but I don't know what the last thing is to connect that. To activate, create a circuit of blood to power, then to your destination, and then return to the lungs. So if power is stomach, could we go stomach to heart, 
to lungs, back to stomach and like connect the loop that way? Uh, yep. So you've got from uh, from lungs to stomach, from stomach to heart, from heart to lungs. Uh, yeah. Nothing appears uh. to happen with that circuit. You're very close, though. Can we try swapping the stomach bit for the brain? Uh, yep. You've got from lungs to brain, from brain to heart, from heart back to lungs. Uh, you attach the cables and there is a flicker of movement as the tissue begins to part um, under the sign of the early expressway. But then as you go to walk through the doorway, the cables detach themselves and fall to the floor. They're not quite um, secured and the doorway closes back up again. Hmm. Can we hammer them in with our sledgehammer? Um, unfortunately, the, the, again, the sledgehammer, because it's against soft tissue, it just doesn't do it. That kind of force doesn't really secure those. What um, about things. that staple gun? Oh, well remembered. That's um, the one I wrote down. I was like, ooh, staple gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is, this is um, what's that? Amateur Surgeon mobile app that I used to enjoy very much. So much like that beloved mobile game, you use the staple gun to <laughs> staple the bronchioles into the notches and they hold firm. What the hell kind of mobile games are you playing, Jamie? I was doing Angry Birds. Yeah. Amateur Surgeon <laughs> is an incredible game and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. It's like operation for people who are terrible at operation. It's wonderful. Uh, the tissue in the lungs begins to open and you can see, uh, you can crawl through the opening. And as you pass under the threshold, you see a piece of parchment stuck under the fleshy lintel. Uh, and it says, thrice are the days till resurrection. So thrice are the hues that herald his ascension. Uh, you keep crawling through this little uh, cavernous uh, chamber and you go through the capillaries uh, into a circular chamber that's dominated by a giant heart that's beating much too slowly for a rabbit to survive. And surrounding the heart are six painted eggs that are all giving off a faint ominous glow. Above you in a gantry surrounding the heart are six hooded figures with bunny ears sticking out of the top of their hoods, and they start to chant. One egg will bring him back. Five are to distract. Choose with care or else you will become New Gavin's snack. And as they chant, the heart slowly begins to beat faster. One egg to rule them all. One egg to find them. <laughs> that's what that's the kind of vibe I was, I was going for. I'm glad you picked up on that. This would be the part of a real life escape room where I would be noping the hell out of there and just being like, I saw him. Do this. <laughs> <laughs> Panic button. Go, go, go. <laughs> okay. What color are these eggs, Jamie? <clears throat> um, so you do a little lap of the heart in the chamber. It's, it looks a bit like the inside of the, the, the TARDIS from Doctor Who, that central console where the heart is, and you've got the, the gantry. Um, so as you go around, you see those six eggs uh, on little pedestals and a little name etched into a little brass plate underneath. Um, so going clockwise, you see an egg called Lola, which is a blue, red, and yellow, uh, has blue, red, and yellow spots with a red crystal in the center. Lola bunny, of course. Yeah. Um, you've got Peter, which has blue and red stripes and a red crystal. You've got Thumper, which has blue, red, and yellow stripes with a green crystal. Uh, you've got Roger, which has blue and red spots and a green crystal. You've got Buster, which has blue, red, and yellow stripes and a red crystal, and Brer, which has blue and red spots and a green crystal. Blue, red, and yellow stripes and a green crystal. Could be that. Yeah, uh, I think yes. that one. Blue, red, and yellow stripes and a green crystal. Thumper. That's what I want to go for. You pick up the egg marked Thumper, and as you lift it out of the pedestal, the heart suddenly stops beating. The hooded figures around you begin to wail and moan as each of them turns and explodes into dust. 
but the wailing grows even louder as the whole corpse begins to shudder and collapse around you. It appears that whatever this cult of Gavin was doing, they were also keeping his body from properly decaying. Now three years of rot are happening in seconds as the giant bunny begins to crumble around you. And as the fleshy ground begins to give way beneath your feet, you spot something lodged in Gavin's left ventricle. Why, it's the conveniently placed hang glider that initially brought you here three years ago. What are the odds? <laughs> you grab the hang glider and begin a slow descent as the whole decaying corpse of Gavin putrefies and sinks into the abyss below. Suddenly, several years of pent-up methane production explode, causing an updraft that sends you and your hang glider soaring up out of this endless cavern and into the blistering sunlight above. You burst through a hole in the ground which quickly seals up around you. Your hang glider, now shattered into pieces, lays in a shallow pool. As are you. You're surrounded by half-eaten fish and are up to your knees in cold water. Really cold water. Ice cold water. And as you glance up and around you at all the bars surrounding this enclosure, you hear behind you a soft... To be continued. And you've solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Well done, team. <laughs> well done. Well done. You did brilliantly. Very well done. That was Felt, fun. That, that was, was visceral, fun. Jamie. I feel well, ill having listened to that. <laughs> you know, you sound a lot like my wife. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did great. Yeah, we we'll get into it a little bit in the in the pub episode, but yeah, I was slightly worried at the speed of which you were going initially so i'm glad that part of it sort of stopped you in your tracks a little bit um so well done you did fantastically so that's it for this episode come join us next week at the pub where we'll have a drink and a little chat about the puzzles what we just did in this episode just now if you enjoyed this episode then please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice it does make me tingle in all the right places whenever I read them and if you really enjoyed the podcast and want to support the show then consider joining our Patreon program over at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room we love you lots and we'll see you next time on the infinite escape room bye bye Since it's your boy Jamie here, just wanted to let you know that we now have some official bloody merchandise. We've just launched some super limited edition infinite escape room enamel pin badges. You also get a cheeky little puzzle postcard designed by us that uses the pin itself as part of the puzzle. And if you solve the puzzle, you're treated to an exclusive bonus episode of the podcast. Impress your friends and subdue your enemies with the Infinite Escape Room pin badge. Check out our social media pages or our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com, to see how you can get your hands on one. Or ten, we won't judge. <laughs>